Well, I have a little bit of a trivia question. How long are the dashes on the side of the road that separate the lanes? You know, you're driving down the road and there's those little dashes there. Um, I'm kind of curious. You drive all the time past them, and um, I'll show you a picture of one of them up here. And, and, you know, this is just, you know, I think someone got out of the car, took a picture of this. How, how many feet would you say the dashes are? Two feet? Four? Five? Six? Seven? Eight? Nine? What if you're going a little faster? Let's see how, 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 how big these uh, dashes are. Check this one out. If you're going a little faster, it looks a little smaller. What if you're going even a little faster than that? How, let's see this next one. How, how f- so it looks like, you know, they could be anywhere from two feet to six feet, whatever. But you want to know what the answer is according to the uh, federal regulations? Ten feet. Is that crazy? Ten feet. Like, but I know how some of you drive because I've seen you pass right by me. No wonder you don't know they're 10 feet because you're going like 100 miles an hour. You're like, out of the way, Pastor. I'm like, what did I do? And so they're 10 feet. But as we look at these lines here, it's the same thing with life because life gets busy. Now, I thought when, I would, when we moved to Hawaii, things would be a lot more laid back. And I thought in the break room, I may have said this last week, but sometimes I repeat myself, uh, sorry if I do, in the break room that there'd be more pineapples and cantaloupe and fruit like that. But there's chocolate upon chocolate upon cake upon chocolate upon cake upon chocolate upon cake. And I'm like, where's the pineapples? I, I guess Hawaii doesn't have pineapples. So, 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 but, but as we're, as we're, as I'm figuring things out, no matter where we are, things in life gets busy. And what happens is we get busy, things, you know, are, 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 are easy to kind of misjudge. And, and if we don't slow down, we're going to miss so many things around us. And that's the key with life is slowing down because if we're going at 100 miles an hour all the time, we miss out on so much what God has in store for us. In fact, the discipline of solitude and silence is about slowing down, letting God do the work in us, letting God move within our lives. Because if all we're doing is, is, is keeping up with our busy schedule, we're going to miss out on so much life has in store for us. Now, this message is probably more for me than anybody else, but let's just listen in and see what God has for us. We read uh, in the book of Psalms, the psalmist writes in Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. We're in this series, Learning to Be Spiritual, uh, five practices that will change our lives. And these are spiritual disciplines that puts us in a position for God to do the work in us. It's not us doing the work, it's God doing the work in us. And, and one thing I want to mention um, on, on, on a side note is that we have our membership class coming up. It's called Up to Bat. And if you're interested in the church, if you're interested in uh, learning about uh, kind of where we're going, what the church is all about, what we believe, the membership class 
come and join us. Pastor Danny and I are doing it together, so you want to come because Danny's way cooler than I am. And so, so sign up for it on your uh, card that you fill out. Um, just put up to bat, put membership class, put I want to hang out with Danny, whatever it is. Put it on the card so we know and we'll contact you um, about this course and we'd love to have you there. It is on Wednesdays and Wednesdays, February 6th, February 13th from 6.30 to 8. Child care is provided. Amen to that, says the guy with three girls. So, so, so come and join us on all of that. And, um, and as always, as always, always go to the website and check out what's going on. We update it pretty regularly. It's kindofkeychristian.org. It has resources on it. It has so many different tools that will help you in your spiritual walk. And, uh, and just, just use it as a resource. And then if something on the website, you're like, wow, that was really impactful, share it on Facebook. Share it on your um, different accounts. Tell your friends about it because we want the message of the Lord to 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 reach all the ends of the earth. So, let's start then. Jesus calls us from loneliness to solitude. Jesus calls us from loneliness to solitude. But the fear of being alone drives us to noise and crowds. Jesus calls us from loneliness to solitude, but the fear of being alone drives us to noise and crowds. We think about it, we, you know, we're, we're afraid of loneliness. We are afraid of loneliness. Sometimes we think that it's, it's only kids who are afraid of being alone. Sometimes I put my kids to sleep, they don't want to be alone, they don't want all the lights off because they're afraid of the dark, afraid of being alone, and sometimes we think that's just a kid thing, but no, it doesn't matter. It's with us all the way through adulthood that we fear being alone. And I sent out an email on Friday. And if you don't get our regular emails, make sure you put it on your information card, your, your email address, so you can get these. But I, I sent out an email. And the email didn't really come out how I wanted it to come out. Like, let me explain what I mean here. So the email I wrote was this right here. It says, Hi. It's a good start so far. We are afraid of being alone. Looking forward to seeing you at Friday, 7 p.m. or Sunday. God bless Pastor Brian. It's almost like we're so afraid that, that if we don't have like thousands of people here, like we're going to like just crumble and crush inside of us. Now, the, now, if you would have read the attachment that was attached to it, the whole loneliness thing would explain everything, but I wanted to make fun of myself and let you know about this loneliness email I sent. So I'm just glad you're here and we're not alone today, all right? So thank you for making me feel good on the inside. So if you got that email and you're like, what in the world was he talking about? I don't know. Read the attachment. It makes sense. All right. So, so loneliness. Here's what loneliness is. Loneliness is inner emptiness. Loneliness is inner emptiness. Solitude is inner fulfillment. Loneliness is inner emptiness. Solitude is inner fulfillment. And the goal of the Christian life is to be women and men who have a life and exude a life of 
solitude. Solitude is more a state of mind than it is a place. If we possess inward solitude, we do not fear being alone. If we possess inward solitude, we do not fear being alone, for we know that we are not alone. If we have inner solitude, we don't fear being alone because we know we are not alone. And neither do we fear being with others because if we have inner solitude, we don't fear being with others because we don't allow others to control us. So whether we're among people or whether we're by ourselves, we are, what the Bible says, a living temple. The God, you know, God living inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have God living within us. We are a, a sanctuary where God is within us. We don't need to fear to be lonely because God is within us. And as we look to the spiritual disciplines, we've looked at um, many different spiritual disciplines like prayer and, and, and fasting and study. And if you, if you haven't, um, if you weren't here the past few weeks, I recommend going online, listening to those messages because there's good resources on all those different spiritual disciplines. But as we look at these disciplines, solitude and silence, we need to be reminded that when we are lonely, it's because we are empty on the inside. The, the, the spiritual topics that we're discussing about bring fulfillment. Solitude brings fulfillment. Silence brings fulfillment. And that's what Jesus has called us to, life and life to the fullest. And the beauty about the spiritual disciplines is this. We learn about them, and then we practice them. We learn about solitude. We learn about silence. We learn about the importance of all these things. And then we practice it. It's just like the life of Christ. We learn about the life of Jesus, the type of life that he lived, and then we want to practice that type of life. He was gracious. He was kind. He was a person of justice. So how can we live that out in our lives? It's the same thing with the spiritual disciplines that God has given us throughout Scripture. And so if we look at the best example we could possibly think of, Jesus, we look at a man that lived out these disciplines. In fact, we see that, um, that when Jesus inaugurated his ministry, he was in solitude for 40 days. Before Jesus chose his disciples... He spent a night alone in the desert. That's solitude. After Jesus fed the 5,000, he went to a solitary place. As Jesus prepared for the ultimate sacrifice, he sought solitude in the Garden of Gethsemane. So what we see here is Jesus regularly practiced the spiritual discipline of solitude. And solitude and silence go hand in hand. When we talk about solitude, we're usually talking about silence at the same time. So let's look at solitude and silence. You might remember the story of Samuel and Eli. We have this beautiful account of Samuel. Samuel at the time was a young boy. And if you uh, have your Bibles, go to 1 Samuel. Samuel was a young boy, and as a young boy, he was living in the temple, and Eli the priest was there. He was learning under Eli the priest, and he would hear this voice saying, Samuel, 
And he thought it was the priest Eli. But in fact, we learn it wasn't the priest Eli. In fact, we learn in 1 Samuel chapter 3 something completely different. 1 Samuel chapter 3, we're going to start with verse 1. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and lie down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to Samuel. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go, lie down, and if the Lord calls you, Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lied down in his place. Notice that Samuel was by himself. He was not busy. He was not on his phone texting his friends. He was not watching the latest show on Netflix. Not that they had it back then, I'm just saying. But he was by himself he was in silence. He was in solitude. He was by himself. And notice that he was able to hear God's still, small voice. He was able to slow down. He was able to keep the distractions out to hear God's silent and still, small voice. So God spoke to Samuel in this voice. And Samuel was able to hear God because he was not frantically busy, but rather he was in silence and solitude. When we are silent, it's kind of scary. Because when somebody says something, especially if it's about us, we want to respond. But yet when we're silent, we don't respond. And that's scary because we always feel like we have to defend ourselves. But when we learn the discipline of silence, what we realize is that God is the one who speaks for us. God is the one who defends us. But it is scary. When we practice the discipline of silence and live a life of silence, we realize that God is the one in control. And we realize that we allow God to defend us. Ecclesiastes 3.7 Right? There's a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak. Now, if you look in your programs there, there's this card. On one side, it says learning to be spiritual. On the other side, it says steps to solitude. And I want to look through these here 
And this series of spiritual disciplines comes from the book by Richard Foster, Celebration of Discipline. It's a, it's a great introductory book to spiritual disciplines. And, um, and here's some steps to solitude. Because remember, Jesus calls us from loneliness to solitude. But the fear of being alone drives us to crowds. So how do we get into solitude? Number one, take advantage of the little solitudes that fill our day. Those moments early in the morning before the family awakes. Enjoy those moments of solitude. Even the moments in traffic. We could make those moments moments of solitude. Instead of a vocal prayer before a meal... Ask for a time of silence. Another way of introducing and entering this time of solitude, find or develop a quiet place. Discover a spot in the hills or at the park or at the beach. You know, that's your spot that you go to where you won't be disturbed. Maybe it's a place in your home that you won't be disturbed. And here's the, the, the key. Visit it regularly. For some, be wise that for four times a year, withdraw for three to four hours for the purpose of reflecting on your life goals. Stay late at the office, go to the beach, go to the park, go to the library, but reevaluate where you are in life. Reevaluate God's calling in your life, the visions and the dreams that He has placed on you, and spend three or four hours in silence and solitude asking God to do these things in your life, in the life of your family. And this is a great way to introduce to these spiritual disciplines. Now, these are not the only ways to silence and solitude, but this is a great start. Part of disciplines, what I said earlier, was learning them, have an idea about them, and then practicing them. And in fact, we're going to practice this discipline of silence in just a moment. And we're going to do something I don't think we've ever done before. And for some, this might be awkward. And that's okay. For some, this might be unique. For all, this will probably be unique. In a moment, we're going to practice this discipline of, of silence, and we're going to have the, some stuff on the screen direct us into this time of silence. And if you have your phone, just make sure you put them on airplane mode because we don't want uh, it disrupting this time. But for the next five to ten minutes or so, we're going to be in silence before the Lord. And... We're going to practice this. What better time to practice it than right here at church? Go figure. Preachers saying, hey, I'm just going to preach half a sermon. <laughs> the elders yesterday were like, oh, we're, you know, we're going to pay you half your salary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Thanks for laughing. That was a good <laughs> bad joke, but whatever. <laughs> so I want to introduce to you the best sermon that you've never heard. Here it is. To see this broadcast, we encourage you to go to our Facebook Live or uh, KaimakiChristian.org. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> 